Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. This is Kevin Brooker, and today we're going to be looking at 2023 and how you can plan. And what better way to start 2023 by investing it in yourself and your financial future? So we're going to outline some simple tips to help you on your financial journey through 23 and beyond. You found Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement. Kevin Brooker's here. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, of course, a fiduciary. He is an independent, uh, an independent fiduciary advisor, an IAR, just for, for fun. Silverleaf Financial is where you find him. Uh, he is an author, The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. That's a great book. Check out the website and find the book, silverleaffinancial.com, silverleaffinancial.com. Hey, Kevin, what's going on? And not too much. And that certainly can be a mouthful with all with, with the titles and uh, descriptions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's, I, I get it. It's the end of the week, right? End of the week. But, right. uh, but exactly. yes, it, it is always good to be here starting off 2023. We're starting off on the right foot, at least as far as the stock markets are concerned. You know, we're, we're heading the right direction here. Seems like so, it. Yeah, it seems like it's been a fairly stable week, a fairly interesting week. Yes, it, it, it sure has. And I'll tell you what. Uh, if you guys are believers in, you know, the almanac and, and, and stock, you know, the stock market almanac and some of the other other things that people follow out there, um, the there's a key indicator that some people look at, you know, that that you look at the last few days of, uh, let's say, the last few days of 22 and the first few days of 23. Um, and that's supposed to give you an indication of how the market will be for the rest of the year. Uh, those days were positive. Uh, they also look at January saying, well, January is a good read for the rest of the year. And so uh, where we're at right now, guys, it looks favorable um, in terms of how the market has started this year versus one, the years in the past uh, and how it's finished up. So it is looking like we're, we're, we're you know, maybe the worst is behind us. Um, and I think it's a good idea to uh, take a look and maybe start putting some putting more money to work for it. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, again, you know, the uh, December um, 
uh, cost or the December inflation rate dropped from 7.1 to 6.5 percent. That came out today. Um, yes. And uh, let's see here. What else? There was some other. Th oh, yeah. The monthly CPI declined uh, 0.1 percent. So I think, you know, um, maybe we won't be, you know, just focused on inflation all year and, and maybe uh, maybe things are turning. You know what? Maybe the Fed is actually I, I, I know it's scary to say this, but maybe the Fed is actually going to get it right. Uh, I mean, maybe, I you know, I know there's there's all kinds of people out there, uh, the talking heads on the on the business channels saying, you know, there's no way they're going to get it right. We're going into a hard landing, hard recession. They've always screwed it up before. Why do you think they're going to get it right this time? And and I'll tell you what, when you know, I'm, I'm a little bit I like to be a little bit contrarian. And, and when I feel like everybody is going to one side of the boat. I want to get on the other side and, and <laughs> yes, you know, and there, there's so many people that are being pessimistic and, and calling for a market correction. Um, and it might happen. I'm not, you know, I don't have a, a, a any more clear of a crystal ball than, than the next person. Uh, but, but I'll tell you what, it feels to me like if we are going to, to, to see a decline in the market, like uh, almost seems like almost every analyst on the street and every strategist is, is forecasting. It's going to be the most, um, the most, the, mo the most widely heralded and the most, the most predicted bear market of my entire career. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody and their brothers saying the market's going down. And, and I don't remember that ever happening in the past. Right. Um, you know, obviously it doesn't mean it can't happen, but I think it's a good time by quality companies trading at fair valuations that are discounted to the market. In other words, if the market's 16, 17 times earnings, let's try buying something that's maybe 10 or 12 times earnings. Um, obviously they're the fund, you know, it's more to it than just that. Uh, but what I'm saying is I don't want to I don't want to be buying the high flyers that that, uh, you know, went up to went up triple digits, you know, during the pandemic. I want to stick with solid fundamentals uh, and companies paying good dividends. And if you guys would like some ideas on those, by all means, just give me a call anytime. 800-975-6717 is the number you can call. Better yet, you can just visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. Reach out to Kevin right there. Send him an email and say, hey, what's going on? <laughs> That's it. That's it right there. Yeah. Right there. And, and you know what? We're starting off 2023, right? It's, yes. It's the beginning of the year. Uh, new year marks a fresh new beginning, right? Sure. And we've got a lot of people, uh, you know, I'll admit I'm guilty of it in the past, uh, that around the New Year's period, you know, they a lot of people like to make a resolution, you know sure. maybe, maybe I'll work out more and I'll lose weight and I'll save more money and I'll quit smoking and things like that. Yes. And, and uh, I, I've stopped doing resolutions quite a while, quite a while ago. Cause, cause uh, you know, honestly, I, I just don't think that's, I don't think that's the answer. I think the answer is a lifestyle change. It's a lifestyle change. It's not something, you know, like, like my mother, I remember growing up, my mother tried, went on so many diets, fad little fad diets right. to try to, you know, to try to lose weight. And, and it, it, and it never worked um, or it might work, you know, briefly. And then, then it didn't work. And, and what I realized as I got older, it's, it's not about a diet that, you know, Hey, I'll watch what I'm doing for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and then it'll be all better. And you can go back to the way it was. You got to make lifestyle changes, right? Right. And it's not just, it's not just going to the gym. It's probably not eating as much food. That right? is key. Yes. I think, I think a lot of people just, I mean, when I go to restaurants and I see the serving sizes and I, and I try to look at the menu and it's like everything on the menu is like 1500 calories. Yeah. And oh, like, I know. I'm like, holy, I'm like, holy cow, you're only supposed to eat 2000 a day. So if you're eating over a thousand for one meal, all right, you mm -hmm. know, I'm, I guess if it's your only meal, fine. You know, right. Like, right. You know, but it's just, it's just crazy. Right. And so what I'm saying is we've got to look at the whole picture, right? 
and that applies to finances as well. And it's not something that should be a one-time thing where you just look at it one time. It's a lifestyle. You want to do it on a regular basis. You want to save money every day if possible, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 put in, and try not to overpay every day. And, and I think it's important to take a look back now, uh, make an honest end of the year review, so to speak, mm-hmm. and look at how the year ended, how, how it went for you. You know, uh, did you stay on budget, for instance, is a good question to ask yourself. Maybe the first question is, do you have a budget? Um, <laughs> yes, I think that's fair. All right. And, and uh, those of you that don't have one, I, at, at least try to, I'd recommend at least sit down and just try to put something, even if it's in general terms, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be specific, um, but you want to have some outline in terms of where your money's going, right? Right. Um, most of us know exactly how much we have coming in, but it's really surprising to me at the number of people that I've met they can't really tell me exactly how much they spend every month. And, and I'm initially I was a little dumbfounded. I'm like, how is that possible? Um, but a lot of people operate that way. Oh gosh. And, yes, of course. You, you know, and I, and I think that's a little dangerous guys. Cause uh, what that means to me is you know, whenever, whenever this person doesn't have enough money, they put it on the credit card. Right. And if you're paying it off every month, there's no problem there. No problem at all. Cause you're not paying any interest charges. But if you're carrying debt on your credit card, those interest rates have, have skyrocketed too. Some of them are up to 30%. Oh, all right. That's hard. If, I mean, that's, that's it, really painful. Oh my gosh. If you're, can, you know, it makes sense when you think about folks that you see, they get into what we call this debt spiral, you know, and, and they, they, what it starts off with them just putting, you know, maybe if one or two things on, on credit and, you know, essentially borrowing the money. Right. And uh, but then they don't pay it off. They're just paying like the minimum payment. And then your interest is really, really accruing and compounding. And, and the thing about interest, I can't remember the saying right now, somebody was smarter than me said, you know, it's, it, it's a great thing when you're the one collecting the interest, Oh, sure. right? But it's a double-edged sword. It is a horrible, horrible thing when you're paying it. And if you let those credit card debts accumulate, that debt is going to become a nightmare. And, and especially as interest rates are going higher, you know, and then if something happens, you know, you have an emergency or you get cut back on your hours of work or worse yet, they, you lose your job. That's how people get into this debt spiral that ultimately can lead to bankruptcy and and uh, and, and really wrecking havoc in your life. So it's very important to be disciplined, especially with that credit card. All right. So take a look back. See if you're able to stay on budget. See if you're paying interest anywhere. If you do have credit card debt. You know, if you've got more than one, maybe it's time to put them on a spreadsheet. You know, if you've got, you know, that you can see in one piece of paper, this is the interest rate I'm paying on each of these cards. Start off paying the highest interest first. That's what you focus on. I don't, any extra money you have, pay the minimums on the lower interest, pay the maximum that you can possibly pay on the highest interest to eliminate that highest interest first. And, and, and that's, that's where I would start. Uh, But then you want to go back and try, try not to use that. Uh, any more than you're able to pay off every month, right? Right. And that that's how you're going to get yourself in, in stronger financial footing. So this is when you want to look and see, did you spend more than you planned to, you know, at the beginning of the year? And if you did, you need to isolate what, what you're spending the money on, where it went, and, and are you still using those things? You know, I've met a lot of people, they sign up. It's really easy. Companies make it so easy for us to sign up and, and, and agree to a monthly fee for something like, mm-hmm. you know, access to a newspaper or something. Sure. And, and a lot of people do that. And, and then later on they find out, you know what, I'm not even looking at this. I'm not even reading this, but guess what? You're still paying for it. Right. Cause they're still charging you. 
And so take a look at all these monthly subscriptions. Look at look at your streaming services. Do you do you have one or two or five or eight or ten like some people have? <laughs> like people have, exactly. Right. And, and 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 then take a look and see, are you are you watching it? Are you getting your money's worth out of these things? Because I think there are probably some some things you're spending money on that you probably don't even realize that would probably be pretty easy to cut. And so you can save some money, you know? And then of course you want to look and see. As you're saving some of this money, look at how much you contributed to your retirement plans, whether it's a 401k, you know, or you're doing it on your own with an IRA or, or just a regular savings account. Were you able to spend as much, I'm sorry, to, to save as much uh, as you wanted to? And what I'd encourage as you're cutting your spending, turn it into savings, right? Don't turn it, don't say, oh, I'm going to go buy a new car. Please don't do that. All right. Turn it into extra savings. Keep putting that money away because you're going to be very, very glad you did when you do get close to retirement and when you're in retirement for sure. You know, and uh, and, and and then take a look at, at if there was any unexpected expenses. OK, and whether there's a chance is that I know there's a chance. I shouldn't say it that way. Whether you think it's going to happen again. OK, um, make sure we're looking at everything, because what I'm trying to do is we want to have that budget. We want to know all the money coming in. We want to know all the money coming out. And then we want to know how much you're saving every month. And we want to try to save more. Sure. Right? And that's, and guys, that's the same thing when you're working. It's the same thing when you're retired. In fact, I'm going to su suggest it's probably even more important when you're retired. Because if you spend more than you've budgeted for in retirement, you don't have that paycheck coming in, right? That, that you know, like when you're working, oh, you, spend, you spend an extra, I don't know, a couple hundred, a couple thousand dollars, or whatever it is, you're, you're still going to get paid. You've got more money coming in. You know that. So you can replenish the money maybe a little bit easier uh, at that point in time than when you're retired, when you don't have that paycheck coming in. So it is very important that everybody should have a budget, uh, try to stick to it and, and revise it and amend it and uh, make sure we're not missing anything. Okay. Yeah, I know people don't like the budget word and, and you know, that neither here nor there, but I mean, it, it, another way to look at it is, is to just call it a spending plan. In other words, yeah. What money is going out and where is it going? Yeah. That's a budget. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It is, you know, and it, that's essentially what it is. I, and I agree. I've, I've the, the word budget, I, uh, I, I don't know, but, but I agree. The connotation can be, can be negative and some people don't like that word. The whole point is knowing what you're spending, where your money's going, uh, so that you're not wasting any of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so it's important uh, to take a look at these things and figure out how much you want to save, how much you want to save for 2023. Can you increase the amount you're putting away? Right. If you can increase it, you know, even if it's a hundred bucks a month, Whatever you can increase, do that for several years, and the the difference is gonna be is is gonna be awesome. You're gonna wind up saving so much more and accumulating so much more that maybe you'll get in a position where you know what you can maybe you can retire early because you're so diligent about what you're saving when you're younger. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, right? but yeah. I know people. I mean, I know they do it all the time, right? I mean, those are the those are the good savers out there. They are, and 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 the thing is, it's. It's really important. Try to do it as young, as, as soon in your life as you can, all right? Because mm -hmm. I, I was one of those that made the mistake when I was younger that when I started making more money, well, I spent more money. And I took a lot of fantastic vacations. I drove the sports cars and the renovations to the house. And I did all those things. And later on, I, a lot of it I came to regret because looking back on it, I, I, I didn't need to do those things. It was just something I wanted to do. Right. And- you know, but I wish I had placed more importance, um, you know, on just putting the money away and saving more of it. And and I think that uh, I, I think that it's rare for somebody to say, oh, I've saved too much money. I've got too much money. I don't think so, that's ever happened. No one has ever uttered those words. Kevin. It's, 
I don't, I don't think they have. I really don't. You know, so so let's start off the new year looking at what happened last year, seeing how we can make a couple improvements. What so lessons? That we can what lessons are there away. to be learned, Kevin? Oh well, well, there, well, there's there's a lot of lessons uh, to, to be learned because there were things that happened last year that never happened before, and and it's good to know that. I mean, I guess if we realize that they happened, and then that we can be ready should it happen again. That's that's right, and and you know what what that makes me think of is that emergency, you know, the emergency savings, the backup money market account yes. that hopefully everybody has. Um, you, you know, some people have just a couple months, and and maybe that'll be fine if you're able to find another job really quickly. All right, but I recommend at least six months of savings. So this is where we go back to the budget. If your budget is, I don't know what it, five grand a month or whatever it is, ten grand a month or whatever it is, whatever that number is, your total expenses for the month. I suggest you have at least six six months of those expenses in a money market account. You can earn at least three percent interest, if not four nowadays, in a money market, which compared to what we have is used to have is really pretty good. Oh yeah, and you know, but the money will be there in a money market that you don't pay any penalty, you know, to put it in and take it out whenever you want. So if something unexpected happens, you know, like I mentioned before uh, on the show, that an unexpected expense I had last year was we had to replace our heat pump, and you know, in Arizona, uh, that means both air conditioning and heat. And, and, you know, mine, after I spoke to many, many different contractors, uh, and by the way, I encourage everybody to do that because there are a bunch of people and, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of you guys, everyone knows this. Uh, they're looking for the suckers. That's what they're looking for. I, I used to call it a sucker hunt because it's like, it's like they wake up in the morning and say, who can I, who can I rip off today? And, and, and I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody that's a contractor, but the fact of the matter is I had guys quote me double the price that I wound up getting it done for. I got, uh, I, I got a, a really good system for a little over eight grand. I had quotes at $15,000. Oh, jeez! All right. For systems that were not as advanced, you know, I've got this, it, it's a two stage deal, you know, runs at different speeds and, and, um, and, and it's a very, very good system. Uh, and they tried selling me smaller systems, right. For more money. Um, I had one guy, seriously, licensed contract. This is a licensed contract, licensed HVAC guy, come in here and look at my system and then come come tell me I need to replace all these parts. And he listed all the parts, which all sound like you know German to me. Yeah. Um, but then I, I kept it. And and what I do is whatever a guy tells me or person tells me, these happen to all be guys, all right. They give me a, an estimate, right? A quote. And then what I do is late the next guy, the next person that comes in, and I talk to at least 10. 10 different people. It took me probably a month to do it. All right. But it saved me thousands of dollars. And I learned, okay, because I you learn a lot when you're talking to these folks, right? Because every person you have a conversation with, you can learn a little bit. And so then the next guy that came in, I said, yeah, you know, after he did his thing, and, and this is after he gave me the quote, I said, you know what, what do you think about this? This is what another guy told me. And he looks at it and he says, you don't even have those parts in your system. That's not, the, <laughs> that's not what you have. Wow. Okay. Wow. So this so the contractor was telling me I need to replace parts in my air conditioner that didn't even exist, that were not part of my system. Okay. And so um, you know, so now anytime I see their trucks all over the place, and anytime I see this company's trucks at somebody's house, I'm thinking, oh man, I I, you know, I hope I hope it works out for you guys because they tried to rip me off. Um so anyway, I, I got a little sidetracked there. Well, no, that's what, I mean, it. so it was funny. I was having a similar conversation with a friend of mine last week, and uh, he was saying his method for finding the right, you know, contractor, whether it's HVAC or roof repair, whatever it might be, he said, find the one that doesn't advertise and spend a billion dollars on advertising. Find the little guy. 
<laughs> yeah, you know what I. I, I, I do, I was doing it all through the internet, but I'll tell you, like, like here in my community, the company that I'm referring to, they, they do a ton of advertising. They're always, and, and like your friend said, they do a ton of advertising. They're, they're local. And I think, I actually think because people see their vans all over the place, mm-hmm. I, I think because of that, they feel like, oh, well, they must be good because I see them all over the place. Right, exactly. And, and I'm, I'm here to say that doesn't mean they're good uh, at their job. It means they're good at sales and marketing. But it doesn't mean they're good at their job, and it doesn't mean, um, unfortunately, that they're not overcharging. Yeah, and it might even be for something you don't even need, like the experience that I had. Yeah, goodness, that's a that's an amazing isn't story. That, yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I I, I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't believe that. Like, yeah, no way. So, but anyway, true story. True yeah. story. So wow, be careful wow, wow. out there. All right, contractors, and and the other thing coming through our neighborhood, just a real quick thing here in Arizona, because we have such you know beautiful weather. And, dev- and beautiful, sunshiny skies all the time. What it does, though, it can wreak havoc on anything that's outside all the time, all, a.k.a. the roof of your house, okay? And, and so out here, shingles and roofing materials, they don't tend to last as long as they might in the Midwest, okay? But, guys, that doesn't mean when somebody comes knocking at your door saying, hey, you know, I'd just like to give you a free estimate for your roof, okay? I see people getting, getting – get, they're getting screwed all the time. Okay? Oh, yeah. Sorry for the, they really are. I mean, I've never seen a community with such fantastic roofs as I am in this place. It's, I mean, they're replacing their roof far more frequently than they have to because the roofers are scaring them, right? And, and, and what happens is the guy goes up on the roof. The customer isn't going up on the roof, right? Mm-mm. And then they show you a picture. And my question is, how do you know it's even your house? <laughs> that's true. Okay. I never thought it's, about that, but that's true. I noticed that the AC guy did that. One AC guy did that with me. I said... I said, are you sure that's even my unit? (laughs) I'm like, because it doesn't look like my unit. (laughs) Right. Oh, well, this is the inside. Okay. All All right. right. Now you're you're talking. (laughs) So anyway, there's a a lot of dishonesty out there. And uh, I know we know this, but for some reason, sometimes we forget it and we don't don't really check them out like we should. Uh, All right. So please use the internet, check out their background, look at the feedback, look at the reviews. You can learn a lot from the reviews is is my opinion as well. Um, You know, so we also want to go back though, as we're talking about 2020, you know, the 22 and getting uh, into 23 and looking how the year went, you want to take a look at your investment portfolio, right? Look at your investments. How did they do? Um, You know, how is it working as you expected? You know, should you have a conversation with your advisor? Do you want to update it? You know, maybe go in a different direction. Uh, a lot of people are looking back now and saying, man, I lost a bunch of money last year. I don't know if I want to stay in the stock market. And they say, what else can you do? You know what? The good news is with interest rates going up, you can get a 5% guarantee right now. I can get a, almost a 5.5% guarantee for five years. Wow. That's, just like a, that just seems like, pretty good. It's, you know what? It's the best we've had in over 15 years. And, and, I, and I do think it's good. If you're a conservative investor, and five or five and a half percent would get you what you need. In other words, it's not, you know, your lifestyle, your goals, your investment objectives. That's, that's what'll get you there. Why take the risk of the stock market? All right. Just go with the guarantee. There's no charges. It's just like a bank CD, except it's actually a tax deferred annuity. So you don't even have to pay, pay tax on the interest every year, like you do with the bank CD. It's deferred. So you don't pay the, you don't pay tax until the money comes out. It's fully guaranteed. There's no sales charges, no loads, uh, and it's a simple, plain vanilla guaranteed rate. All right. So that's one positive about interest rates going up. Another one, you could look at an index annuity. 
And before you back off and say, oh, my God, I got to avoid an annuity, maybe ask yourself why you think that. And, and have you owned one? And do you know about the different types of annuities? Because there are different types, guys, just like there are, you can't say car and, and we're not all going to have the same vision of a car, right? Could be no. a sedan, could be a sports car. Maybe you think of an SUV as a car, you know? And, and so there's a bunch of different ones, right? They're not all, they've all got common denominators, but there's a lot of variation too, right? It's the same thing with annuity contracts. I, I would say there's probably two thirds of them I wouldn't touch because they are lousy. They've got too high expenses. Their terms are onerous. They're just not good. But if you find somebody that knows what they're doing, you can find some really good ones. You can find the gem, so to speak, right? And I can show you contracts. I can show you policies that you'd have made seven to eight percent a year per year for the last decade without any risk of a loss. So if something like that would make you feel comfortable and would get you where you want to be, in other words, if you don't have to see double digit returns, my suggestion is you might not have to be in the stock market. All right. You should be in the stock market because you want to see 10% a year, right? Okay. That's what you should be in the stock market for. If you're trying for five or six or 7%, I don't think you have to take the risk of the stock market. There are better ways to do it, obviously, with the, you know, with an indexed annuity. I guess that that's a, certainly a way to go. That, you know, that's, that's, that's my opinion. That's, that's actually what I'm doing. Uh, I've talked about it before, Steve, on the show where I'm using index annuities uh, for income, for additional income for myself and my wife. Um, we'll have, we'll both have social security, uh, you know, but unfortunately neither one of us is going to have a pension. Um, and you guys might know that social security is only intended to replace, you know, it's supposed to be part of a, part of that three-legged stool, right? Yes. Your pension was one, social security was another, and your personal savings is another. It's only supposed to be a third or maybe 40% of your total income. So whatever you're looking at from social security, you should have two to three times that amount. Okay coming in in the form of income from your savings and other vehicles. And if you don't have that, that's when, that's when we need to sit down and look at the possibilities and I can help you figure it out. But if you're, if you are a person that's, you know, in your fifties or younger, if, if you have the ability to put money aside for income in the future, the longer you have the better guys, because the longer you leave it in there, the more it's guaranteed to grow. And I can, and I can tell you what I'm and, and rates are going even higher because I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready to set to, to set one up right now, uh, but I'm waiting a little bit because I see the rates are going. I got another another couple of notices today that their payout rates are going even higher. So one example, um, you know, if you to put money in a month ago, let's say let's say you're 60 years old with a hundred thousand. A month ago, you'd have gotten almost 14 grand a year in income. That's after you defer for 10 years, so you leave it alone for 10 years, mm -hmm. right? Yep. You'd have gotten almost 14. Now it's over 15. All right. It's like 15, three. And so, so the income amounts have gone up along with interest rates. And so if you're in a position that it makes sense to do this, I would suggest taking a look at it as soon as possible because it works in reverse too. In other words, when, if rates start to go back down, then the, then the income amounts on these products will go back down. Okay. So to give you an example, if somebody is 60 years old right now with a hundred thousand, as I mentioned, you put it away for 10 years, you can get over 15,000 in guaranteed lifetime income, okay? Now let's dissect that a little bit and analyze that a little bit. Let's say you take the 100,000, you put it in the stock market and, and you go back and you say, okay, Kevin, how much, how much can I take out? How much can I withdraw from my stock and bond portfolio and expect the money, have a reasonable expectation that it lasts me my lifetime? And the answer is 4%, guys. 
4% might be a little too high, but that's the rule of thumb is 4%. Let's stick with 4%. Okay. So you've got a hundred, you've got a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yes. Let's say, let's say you double it in 10 years and you get, that's about a seven to 8% average return. You got a double, you got 200 grand at 4%. You're going to be able to take out $8,000 a year, barely over half what you could take out with the index annuity. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Now let's, now let's compare another way. Well, Kevin, I can do better than that. I say, okay, let's say you triple it. You triple your money in 10 years. Now we're talking, we're talking pretty good returns, folks. That's a, that's around, a, I want to say about an 11 to 12% return, which means you're beating the market from a historical basis. You tripled your money. Now your hundred turned into 300,000 and your 4% withdrawal rate means you can take out 12 grand a year. Over $3,000 less than I could have guaranteed you with the index annuity. And you didn't have to triple your money. All you had to do is put it in there and leave it alone. That's it. All right. And it's guaranteed. It doesn't matter what happens to the stock market. Doesn't matter what happens to the economy. Doesn't matter who's in the White House. Okay. All that matters is you put it in, you leave it alone, you defer for 10 years, then we turn it on, and boom, that $100,000 is now going to pay you over 15 grand a year for the rest of your life. And, and if you don't, if you don't withdraw all the money, then whatever's left in there will go to whoever you name as a beneficiary. So that's what I'm doing with me and my wife. I'm, I'm setting up a series of annuity contracts. And the reason is because I want to be able to turn on the income at different points in time. And, and so far, I haven't seen that ability with one policy. So I will be setting up five or six different policies so that I can turn them on every couple of years. So every couple of years, I can start another income stream that'll pay us another five or 600 bucks a month or something. And that'll give us extra money to do what we want and make sure that we stay ahead of inflation and we don't have to compromise our lifestyle uh, because we didn't anticipate you know, inflation. Well, but that's exactly the kind of thing you do with your clients as well. I mean, you, you, know, you do for yourself what you do for your clients. I mean, that's, that that's, says volumes right there. That, that is a hundred percent. You know what? I want the cook, right? I want the chef that eats his own cooking. All yes. Right? <laughs> that's, what, that's a great that's what I want. All right. If you're a chef and you don't eat your own cooking, I'm going to go to a different restaurant. All right. So, so I, I want somebody that, you know, believes in what they say and, and just like, and, and that's, ex, that's exactly what I do. I'm, I'm a big believer in diversification. Um, and the reason I like the index annuities, whether it's for income or uh, it's for safety with growth um, because they're conservative, you can't lose money in one of these policies because the market drops. Now, if you have a variable annuity contract, those are the ones that most writers are talking about when they say, hey, watch out for the fees, things like that. Those are your, what we call variable annuities. Those have what look like mutual funds inside of the policy. We call them sub-accounts, but they're essentially mutual funds. Those are the ones that can have three, four or 5% annual expenses. And they're also the ones that if the market drops 20%, your portfolio is probably gonna drop 20% too, all right? And it could be better, it could be worse. But my point is they go up and down with the market. They go down, I should say, with the market. An index annuity, the index annuity will not go down because of a market drop. That's the key differentiator between those two types. And that's what's important. A lot of people don't understand that. I wish they did. And so I'm, I'm hoping uh, that somebody found, you guys found that information helpful because if you looked at how these worked, you could see why it might be a benefit for a piece of your portfolio. Just a piece, not the whole thing. I want to have some money in stocks and bonds. I want to have some money in annuities and, and I want to have it split up and diversified. All right. And I think that if you follow that, that strategy, I think you'd be well rewarded in the future. 
again, that's just a great way to really start start the year with that kind of attitude. And and folks, I mean, it's a great way to you, know, you sit down with Kevin and you start to work out this this process. I mean, it's something that you're no stranger to, certainly. And and uh, you've got your insight is always, I mean, just dead on. Oh, and and, and you know, I I do appreciate that, Steve. And I tell you. Um, guys, this is where we start. You know, we just start off with a phone call. I'm happy to have a phone call, uh, 10 minutes on the phone, and you can see if you'd like to have another conversation. And then you can figure out if we might be a good fit. We'll set up a meeting. We can do a video call, a conference call, a Zoom. We can do it in person, however you'd like to do it. Um, but I don't, I don't charge for meetings or phone calls. Uh, there's no obligation or any cost. Um, it's just simply a matter of way we can talk a little bit, see if we might be a good fit. Um, and then we go from there. But there's no pressure or cost or obligation, nothing like that. So if you would like to have a conversation, please reach out. I'm happy to talk to you anytime you'd like. Uh, visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. You can reach Kevin there. Also, the phone number, 800-975-6717, 800-975-6717. And uh, boy, oh boy, this really went fast, Kevin. It did. I, I, I was look, just looked at my clock and I said, holy cow, it's already, yeah, it's already we're, at, we're, at, we're at the end already. <laughs> yes, so, exactly. Yeah. So guys, I, ho- I hope you find some other information helpful. Let's start off 23 as, as strong as we can. Let's make it a great year. It does look like it's going to be a good year for the markets. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully we can uh, continue on this path we started on for the first week. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.